Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free so make sure you head to the app store or google play download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started what's going on everybody welcome back to inside the five i'm griff and i'm will and in this episode we're going to be talking about some nba news the olympics mlb nfl and our final nba mock draft we ready will yeah let's do it with 67.45 All right, guys, welcome back. Pat Connaughton is officially an NBA champion. I know. It's first, honestly, we actually have a quite a loaded episode this week. For like yeah, the no. first time in like a long time. Yeah, because stuff is actually happening in all all leagues. Yeah, we're we're at that point again, which honestly it's kind of nice because it's it's just been like, and, and wanna just know like why valued out kind of it's it's because the NBA is ending, so it's like we're wrapping it up, but at the same time the draft is on Friday or yeah. Thursday. Is it on Friday? I think Thursday. Okay, so the draft is on Thursday. So it's like the NBA season is starting right now, even though it just ended last week. And then obviously we have the Olympics, which we'll get into. Uh, MLB, we're right in the midst of the season. And uh, NFL training camps just started on last Wednesday. So like we're, we're in the swing of things here. The only thing that we're, yeah. we're uh, not going to be talking about today is NHL. So actually, yeah. well, before I mean, we we'll get into probably, NBA, we'll yeah, no, I was just about to that. say, like, well, I mean, there's been like, I mean, the uh, expansion draft happened, obviously. So we probably won't get into that until like everything else until like pans out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Before I talk about Pat Connaughton winning Finals MVP, uh, we might as well just say that uh, Mark Andre Fleury is heading to Chicago. He's going to be a Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, low trade with the Golden Knights, where the Golden Knights got a few skaters, a uh, few picks, stuff like that. But yeah, 
let's get into NBA talk. Let's wrap up this NBA season because it ended a while ago, but we only have one episode a week. Um, so Giannis had like maybe the greatest game ever. Um, yeah, that was like that was actually like a legacy game. It really was, and I just want to say that Pat Connaughton, everybody doubted him. You know, I would never, but he really came through. Um, the joke was Bobby Portis was like the best player off the bench just because he was funny, but that's a lie because Pat played all the minutes off the bench. He played like 30 minutes a game in the finals, and they won. So you can't say that yeah. Pat wasn't a pivotal piece in that. Now, for Agreed. years, if you guys want to know why I love Pat Content, for years it was the joke that he was my favorite basketball player, even though he was terrible. But he's not bad anymore. He's a six-man on a championship winning team. So yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, and and also he he played fantastic. I just wanted to say, like, it is I've never seen a series like this in terms of watching. Like, we can go back to when the Warriors blew a three-one lead, mm-hmm. and like those games were all like nail biters. Like, you actually right. had zero clue before the game or even during the game. It's like, okay, you know, like. Cavs are going to win or Warriors are going to win. Like you literally were sitting there watching the game. And then as soon as time stopped, you're like, that's what happened. Like these games, Suns went up too. It looked like the Suns were going to kill the Bucks. It literally yeah, we looked. were saying like Suns and four. So yeah. And, and being serious, like not even like joking. Cause like that guy, like literally like it looked like it was about to be, then the Bucks win. And they're like, okay, it was a rest game. Cause they didn't all really play. And like it, it all added up for the Suns to win. And then the Bucks just like turned up. And, like, you literally knew going to the game, it was like, okay, the Sun, like, we were, like, if you go back to last episode and even the episode before, we were, like, this, like, or no, mainly last episode, we were, like, yeah. the Suns really need to pull out, like, a miracle in every game possible to even yeah. have a chance. Right. Which, I mean, is even crazy to think about because of how they were playing. But, like, I just never seen anything like that. I mean, it was just, like, pure domination at the end, like, Nobody was going to stop Giannis. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton came through finally when it mattered most, and it just all clicked at the end. Um, One thing that I want to bring up is actually a little comparison at age 26. Well, I know you've seen, probably seen it, Um, but it's mainly between Giannis and LeBron, but we'll throw in Jordan's um, achievements as well. Because, like, don't forget, Giannis is only 26, which is still nuts because – He's been in the league for a minute. And I remember yeah. I remember us talking, or, like, everybody talking about Giannis. It's like, this dude could be nuts one day just because, like, it's like pure build. build. And yeah. uh, actually a Troy Dan YouTube video was, like, 2K17, something like that. He was, like, a, he was like a bronze, maybe a silver. And um, Troy Dan just goes – he does – if you know Troy Dan, you know. But he was, like um, – he was like, yeah, this dude's just going to win MVP in two years. He had no idea who he was. He couldn't even pronounce his name, which he probably still can't. But anyways, at age 26, Jordan had six All-Stars. Keep in mind, Jordan played three years of college, so he came out a little late. He had one MVP and zero titles. LeBron had seven All-Stars, two MVPs, and zero titles. Giannis had five All-Stars, so one less than Jordan, two less than LeBron. He had two MVPs, same as LeBron, one more than Jordan, an NBA title, and a finals MVP. 
which is insane. So, I mean, and he, and Giannis were back to back. Yeah, I mean, if he can keep up this style of play, like the way that he plays and the effectiveness of his play, like he's up there because he's twenty six. Like he realistically is entering his prime right now. Like this was the first year of his actual prime, which is which also brings up another insane factor is like he's entering his prime. Like, so we could say he entered it this year, but we could really say he's about to enter it this upcoming season. And we can't really say that about a lot of players who have like been successful that the year before they enter their prime, they were the leader, best player, best player on the team team. on a championship team. And basically it was the reason why they won. Uh Uh-huh. Not basically, Go, he was the reason. Why well, he yeah, he was. I mean, he obviously, like, the players he had around him, like, they came in clutch, too. Like, if he was, yeah, like, which if it was last year, happen. obviously not. But, like, what needs to happen? Exactly. Like, they played well as a team. And going into his first year of his, like, so-called, like, prime year. Yep. Which is crazy, because what does that even mean? They stayed together exactly. for That's what four I'm years. Saying. Like, they could easily beat the Nets. I don't think the Nets have a chance. Because it's not like that team is like a big money team. They just gel weather together very well. I just said well and together in the same word. But like they just gel so well together. Chris Middleton, when he's on, is like one of the best players like in the league. (laughs) If I'm being honest, it's just he's very inconsistent. Remember I said that like a while ago. I was like Chris Middleton. I was like, if you get him on the wrong night, he's dropping like 40 on you. He'll drop 40 and like no issues, but. Other nights, he struggles to drop, like, 10. And then Drew Holiday is so consistent on defense, but it's the same on offense where it's, like, he can come out and give you 30 or he can come out and give you five. So if you can get those players to just really click during the playoffs like they did this year, it could happen two, three, maybe even four more times with this same team just because of pure, like, gelness and, like, how well they play together. You also take a look at what the current – I mean, okay, so granted nothing – like insane happens in the next year or two, three years from now, we'll say like in the league where like, I don't like crazy trades, like flip flop, like the, like um, East and West. Cause right now, like looking at it, like this is like one of the few times where I actually think the East and the West are almost perfectly balanced, even though like the nets have three superstars on one team, it's still very equally balanced. Right. I think There's even like when a, Clay comes back, it's still a very equal balance. I, th- I think Clay coming back makes it even more equal. I, I agree. I think I, I, I do too. And it like one superstar changed for another team. I think it could change the whole like aspect like right now, like hypothetically. So I think mm-hmm. this is the first time we see, cause usually it's the West that's stacked, but the East just has the better team. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Like you, like usually the West has like the most all stars. It's, it's been like that for like and, a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like the team that like usually makes the finals that year, like the Warriors. Like yes, they had like a super team, but even before they were super team, like they were just they just had like literally the top players in the league. And then mm-hmm. like it was like LeBron, and exactly. they just played well as a team. Like no diss on like Kevin Love and all them. Like they were like top players in the league but like not the same as they weren't Steph as clay and yeah clay, exactly draymond zaza he was disgusting um, he was actually yeah. disgusting no zaza was nice until he broke Kawhi's <laughs> ankle um but yeah 
now that the season is over, we have our first trade. Um, actually kind of an interesting trade, Will, and I was interested. I didn't talk to you at all pretty much today about this. Um, so I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. The Grizzlies trade Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th and the 51st pick to the Pelicans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the 10th pick, the 40th pick, and a top 10 protected pick in 2022. First off, who do you think won this? I think um, there's an obvious answer. I, I think the Grizzlies won this. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. Because let me let me break it down real quick. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I was going to say. Uh, Jonas, I, Jonas Valanciunas is a hint better than Steven Adams, in my opinion. Honestly, what I was going to say is you you might get the – the skill factor out of Valanciunas, like what you're saying, but you're getting a dog out of Steven Adams. Exactly. What they like, need. I think Adams is a better rebounder. Valanciunas is better overall, but then you get Eric Bledsoe, which like what? So I would say you could flip Valanciunas and Steven Adams, like just straight up. I think you could yeah. do that straight up, but then you also get Eric Bledsoe, but not only are you getting Eric Bledsoe, you're trading the 17th pick for the 10th pick. So you just in the you just lost Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe in the tenth pick for Jonas Valanciunas, who you could flip with Stephen Adams. All right, so this is how I'm going to break it down. You flip Jonas Valanciunas and Stephen Adams. Okay, they're they're on different teams now. They traded. Then you just throw Eric Bledsoe, and then you trade the seventeenth for the tenth. And in the second yeah. round, you give them a better pick than what they're giving you again. So they you pretty much just got Jonas Valanciunas the 17th pick, the 51st pick, and gave up a lot more than what they're worth, in my opinion. I, I but agree. a lot of other people are saying it's very even. I, I don't I don't really know if I 100% agree with that. I think they're calling it even. In, well, okay, so if we look at, like, the swaps here and all that other stuff, like, like if we break down the, the quality of players that got in the trade, based off of this last season i can see the argument for even but uh-huh. usually that's never the case right it's never the case it's usually the team that inquires most likely more advantageous things like on paper is mm-hmm. probably going to like win overall in basketball because that's kind of like how it is right because, like, they're getting Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. So they fixed the Jonas Valanciunas problem by trading for another center of almost equal value. And then they add a guard, which Who they need. I think fits very well. Who can well. start or even come well. off the bench. You See, what I was confused about is why do they need Eric Bledsoe if they have jaw? They probably want him to, like, be the veteran come mentor. Come off the bench? Be the veteran off the bench. Yeah. Because it's Which, I mean, not like he's you a solid can really veteran. run them at the one and two. Because you want Jaw, you want Jaw bringing up the ball, and yes. you want Eric Bledsoe bringing up the ball as yeah, well. So they'll probably be on opposite like lines, and or like. I was thinking they might use him to flip. I mean, it's good. It's because now it's they good, just got the tenth pick, and now they have flip. Eric Bledsoe. And it's good to flip do with material, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, they can do a lot with it. He has value. He has some pretty good value. I mean, like, well, okay. So, t- I mean, I'm not gonna like. I don't want to like go into the mock draft, but like looking at what we're looking here, that tenth pick holds a lot of like potential. 
Yeah, for that, for 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 that, there. yes, as well as even the players we have after the tenth pick, like as a as a reach. Mm-hmm. Even honestly, this is the one draft where I think like reaching won't actually hurt. Like anyone can literally yeah, go facts. anywhere at this point because a lot of these teams, like there's a few teams that like there's a clear advantage by taking certain players, and then there's other teams where like you can't go wrong with a guard, a forward, or a center because they're just gonna be like. It's almost a guaranteed, like, ceiling's very high. Floor is good enough where it's not really a bust, but it's, like, it could have been better. Right. And I, I'm i actually excited to get into, into this mock draft because this might be one of the strongest drafts. It's weird because the names aren't really all that we've seen because there isn't, like, a Zion or Jai in here or a, well, or a like LaMelo we, we lost Because we lost that but, year. Yeah, but there is some, like, serious, serious players in here that could be all-stars, superstars yeah. even. So I'm actually really excited to talk about that when we get to it. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. But yeah, moving on, we've got some Olympic talk. Well, I don't know. Did you watch the U.S. game? I watched like the highlights of it. Of the um, softball US, game? No, no, no. Or basketball, uh, basketball. game? I guess. Okay, yeah. I know we were just talking about that before we were recording. We were yeah. Recording. The, I saw the uh, I saw the highlights of it, but like I know, like it okay. was just like well, before. I was gonna say before we even start, I'm genuinely confused how the production of the Olympics is actually working. Cause I wake up in the morning and it tells me that I'm going to be watching technically the softball game aired at like 6 AM or like yep. 7 AM our time. I wake up right. And it's like eight. So I expect it to be over by now. And then I got the notification, not literally then I actually got it before almost the game even started. Uh huh. It was like when the game started, that's when they actually gave out the like, like CBS said, Team Japan beats Team USA in softball. I was like, yeah, what? Wait, like, so didn't actually, the, I was like, I like, I was like, didn't the game like just happen? And it said before it actually aired. So yeah, I actually went into work at 9 a.m. Um, and I have the softball game on at like one. It was It was like one or two, something like that. And I'm like, all right, sick. I actually don't know the results of this because I know the results of everything else already. And yeah. I texted Will at this time. They they played the first inning. It was like a tie ball game, I think, after that. And I like softball. I, I'm honestly like a really big fan of softball. I love when Olympic softball is on. And like Japan versus USA is sick because they're both really good. 
in between innings, they're showing the highlights of the game. <laughs> like they show. Yeah, like I'm so they, confused. Like where do they pull it from? Isn't they it supposed to like, show the whole they, highlights and like told me the final it? score and everything after the first inning? I was like, what the heck? I genuinely thought they were gonna half-ass the production for us, like meaning like they had the tape just play it and whatever the announcer said, they say, and there's no like cuts or anything like of highlights, like whatever they decided to do, they do, and then like they just keep flipping like the airs. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought we were gonna get like some like just average which honestly i would prefer i would prefer that yeah i was about to yeah say. i don't want to know what happened in the seventh inning after watching the first yeah i know i was so mad because then the second inning came on and i was like i already know what's happening like well, i have no business watching this um yeah, and, and like obviously <laughs> like just like really quick like golf is about to happen on friday like yep. i don't want to tune in i don't and i don't see like, I don't want to tune in, and it's literally the second hole, and they show, like, whatever his name in whoever, whatever country he plays for, hole in one on, like, hole eight. And I'm like, I just watched hole one. Yeah, no, I, I'm, like, scared that that's going to happen because golf is a sport that we, like, genuinely care about. I'd actually be very mad about that. Yeah, well, also, it, like, like you can watch the softball and baseball game after knowing what happens in, like, the fourth inning. Like, if you know the score, you know what I mean? Like, you're still – you're kind of yeah. curious to see how it happened. But, like, for golf, if you told me that this guy had birdie, 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 I, I don't need to and, watch anymore. Right, and he, and he won? Like, okay, cool, he won. Like, like I don't need to watch yeah. this. I like, I get the PGA notification, and it's, like, blank name one. I'm like, cool. Like now, I'm not gonna watch it. Now, I like I could actually care less. Like it literally ruins it, ruins it, and like, and it, everything is just weird. It's just so weird. Yeah, um, but the same thing happened with the Team USA uh, versus France game. We knew the result before it got aired, uh, and the result was not a good one as we lost. Um, France actually ended the game on a 16 to two run. Evan Fournier. I think he had like 28 points or something like that, which I would say is a good thing because he's on our team when it comes to the fall and the winter. So honestly, not bad that uh, Fournier spaz, but I feel like Fournier is like Paul Pogba where it's like, he's, he's not that good until it's time to play for your country. Yeah, so I, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's just like a France thing or something like that, but yeah. Um, yeah also, like- I, I think that Gershon Yabusele completely put the clamps on KD. <laughs> yeah, like that, I mean, to begin with, honestly, like, well, to say about Team USA basketball, I gave up. I, I honestly, like, one, I can't actually watch the game. And there's a way you can get into, like, I guess there's, like, because I remember seeing the tweets about it while the game was being played, not literally, like, after we knew what happened. But it was also, like, almost 1 a.m. Yeah. So, like, you can watch it on, like, an Olympic live stream. I think it's, like, Peacock or something. You can actually it watch is it peacock. live. It is Peacock. Yeah, because... Well, actually, oddly enough, I actually have that subscription, so I might You're actually... Peacock? Yeah, for uh, Premier League. My dad oh, okay. watches sense. it, like, every... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, so I was, like, so confused at what was happening, because I was just playing show, and they were, like, weird. It was, like, I just got, like, I just saw, like, it was like shake and bake and like someone else tweeted was like we suck. I was like, what? Yeah, like who sucks? I was like, I was, I was like, who sucks? It's like 1 a.m. I'm like, who's playing at 1 a.m.? And like I forgot, like that's literally what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. 
And then I like saw what happened in the game and I'm like, okay, I just give up. Like mentally, like you, we get, like we're not there as a team. Like there's no point of actually watching them. There's actually no, better we, sports that we can't watch on a daily basis. That, yeah. And speaking of that, the good segue, Will. Um, so yesterday I watched a plethora of sports. I watched water polo, uh, three, three V three women's basketball, mountain mm-hmm. biking, badminton, archery and then today i watched um softball so i actually have a ranking of how much i enjoyed watching each one of these um which one would you like me to start with would you like me to start at um seven or at one i think i start at seven which one i like least enjoyed yeah i'd say well, i'd say we go that way so starting at seven which had potential to be number one was softball and I already told you guys why I watched the first inning. It was electric, great defensive plays, great offensive plays. And then they just showed me the highlights for the whole game after the first inning. So ruined the whole game for me. So that's number seven was the gold medal match in softball. Um, Coming in at number six, I have USA versus France basketball. Mm -hmm. That was just purely because it was just terrible. Like I did not enjoy it at all. And I didn't even watch the game. I just watched the highlights. Coming in at number five, I have water polo. Now, you may be wondering, water polo, such a great event, such a great sport. Why is it at number five? Will, I shit you not, I had a blast watching all these other sports yesterday. Coming in at number four, I have archery. Archery was electric. It was actually They get insane. into it. They get into South it. Korea, I've, I've watched some of these too they, as well. Like... They get into it. Like, they genuinely do. He'll hit a bullseye. It was South Korea. It was like, I think the rules were, like, you had to have a man and a woman. The, mm-hmm. Every time the man shot and got a bullseye, he would scream, like, as loud as he could. And then the woman from South Korea, she was just locked in. Like, she was just <laughs> sniping, like, absolutely, like, Katniss Everdeen. Like, she was, she was <laughs> nuts. And then the dude would just, like, the dude was like Draymond Green and the girl was like Clay Thompson, like young Clay Thompson. It was just like they were just going back and forth, just like nothing was even happening. And they were wearing like polos and like pants. And then they had some weird guard over your shoulder that like when you get older, their shoulders are definitely going to be like fucked up. But they were like dripped out. They were like talking shit too. And the best part is after they just put on their mask, gave fist bumps, grabbed their gold medal and left. So that was just yeah, like, yeah, they're so like casual. Yeah, no, I, I watched was some of awesome. it too. I've been watching like some, of, I didn't get to watch like any of these like quote unquote live, but I watched a lot of like these um like highlights because they have all the reruns on. Like, yeah, literally, like there's like a gap of like four to five hours where like there's actually nothing left to so be just, aired. Like, run so yeah, so I got to see the water polo and um, I think it was some archery highlights they like kept cycling through it was like See, water water polo was sick but the tough thing is it was like u.s against like mongolia and we were just like shitting on them so like it wasn't actually yeah we were like it was exciting yeah. we we're up like 24 to 3 or something like that i feel like it could have got a higher bid if yeah they had we like 18 shots on goal and like three of them went in and we had like eight like at the time i remember seeing is we had we had the same amount of shots and we had 18 goals they yeah, had 18, 18 goals shots yeah. like our goalie was on his head or like but like a, yeah no like at the same time head. how do you how do you save because you're you have to like flow how do you save shots and the goal is huge 
I was watching it with my dad. <laughs> I was like, they were like out, like, I don't know, like, I'm like, I'm like, it's gonna be like a bullshit number, but like, I don't know, like 30 feet, let's say. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I literally look over my desk, like, why does he just snipe it like top bins right now? Like, what, yeah, like, what's no. stopping him? What's stopping him from like beaming it top corner? <laughs> no, my favorite, <laughs> like, like, he's not gonna favorite, save it. <laughs> my favorite thing about watching water polo yesterday was. They were running a set offense, USA was, whenever they, like, weren't on a fast break. They'd run a set offense, but the set offense was, like, a pass and cut. And somebody was, like, I don't know what you call it, water polo, but, like, in lacrosse, the crease. So, like, mm-hmm. literally right in front of the goal. Someone was on them, and somebody was guarding the person in the crease. But they pass it to the person while the ball is in midair. The person that <laughs> is in the crease would just like sink the other person. Oh, like, I saw put that. Their I hands saw on that. their shoulder and just throw them into the water and like drown them and then grab the ball and score. Is that like that's like legal? Like that's that was terrible. I thought there was they were like gonna a collision die. in the, there was like a collision in the crease and then the guy like threw the ball and it hit the goalie in his head and it went in. And they were like, no goal. Like, what? <laughs> like yeah, no water polo is electric. It would have been so much better if it was like two top dogs but like it would be awesome if they explained actually how the game worked how it worked yeah exactly because like like i don't watch what like yeah like i don't actually watch what like no like i don't like know who watches water polo every day but like i don't know enough about each individual like like the not obvious ones like you can like i you could throw on javelin and i could like easily figure it. it out yeah but like water polo comes on and i'm seeing these guys on like the outside line i would say like i want to call like the three-point line like yeah like deep away from the goal like what's stopping him from literally throwing it in the net like is that like like, is that like a is that like an unwritten rule of like water polo no in the worst part you just have to score like p rollers into the net like it's it's literally water polo and cricket for me they're like cool but nobody knows what's happening remember that time we watched cricket while we were recording because nothing else was on and it was like the score was like twenty-one to seven, and then they like just hit hit the ball, and it was like it was like, ball to like, like left 50, field, and and they went up to fifty-four points. So I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was I was so confused, and like they like bowled it, and like the thing like bounced, and just freaking like it looked like he was it, it literally it literally looked like Big Poppy's gonna take one like literally all the way like. <laughs> out of the freaking out of Fenway and it just dribbled down like the first baseline. And I was just like, and then they got 15 points and I was like, what happened? Yeah. No, no idea what's happening. And I don't know what's happening in water polo. So anyways, quick update on my rankings. I have softball at seven USA versus France basketball at six water polo at five archery at four uh, coming in at number three was mountain biking. Um, that one's the- cool. The only issue I had with mountain biking was the amount of laps. Um, it was like a four minute lap. And after the first lap, I thought it was done. <laughs> <laughs> they crossed the line in four minutes. I was like, and that's why they're at the Olympics. I was like, this is like the best of the best. <laughs> the race was an hour and 30 minutes long. They did like 37 <laughs> laps. Oh my was- God. <laughs> So that was why it's at three. It would have been at one if it was like three laps, like Mario Kart. But they, <laughs> they after ten laps, they stopped. They had a halftime, but it was sick. how was that like, fair? They were like jumping off hills, like going up rocks and all that stuff. They were on the dirt. It was sick. They had like the coolest course ever. I love that it was like straight up mountain biking. It wasn't just like a trail, like there was like rocks and stuff like there was barriers in your way that you either had to go over or go around 
mountain biking was sick and i yeah there I, wasn't a I, I single saw a little bit of it there was not an american in that competition and i'm like in shock because i feel like a lot of people mountain bike like yeah, my uncles do my cousin does why can't they be in the olympics like i don't like i saw some of the highlights and it was like sick and i was gonna say this like i, I said this like i think to my dad or someone or like the other day i was like i like all the inside stuff you know huh. what i mean like all the inside sports are they're they're cool like they're like some of them are really sick like water polo yeah. like swimming like all that other stuff that's cool but the outside stuff like mountain biking and like rowing and like the and like the whatever i don't like the cross country like events. Oh, the, the triathlon you mean yes yeah, stu- like stuff like or, or or the track and field events yeah stuff like that where you can actually see the country itself yeah i think that's even better that's because sick. like because like that's the whole point of the olympics odds are that i actually go to like tokyo and see the building where they played fencing in like zero no like chance. you actually there's zero chance that i would walk on the streets of tokyo and be like yeah they played fencing there i i'd actually have no clue you could have told me they played it in someone's backyard yeah literally it would not affect me i would have believed it but they didn't yeah. they like built a stadium for it and since covid they can't even have any fans there like they they did the same for skateboarding which first off two 13 year olds place first and second in olympic skateboarding i thought there was like an age limit i thought you had to be like at least 18 to be in the olympics the kid on the u.s team had the interview and he was like yeah i was listening to um new rap in old country on my uh on my like they were all listening they were they all had airpods in i was so confused i was like Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I was I was like watching and I was like, are they well, like, like skateboarders? Up? Like, what are you? I thought like... they were like mic'd up or something, so that way they they were like, because like like wherever the table or whatever they like judge by, I thought like that was for them to like kind of communicate. Yeah, no, they were or something just like, and I, and and then I noticed that they just didn't say words, like nothing was gonna, like they were just like <laughs> nothing, literally nothing the whole time. Yeah, and I was like, are they just jamming out right now while he's like hitting like an ollie? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah no no that was that was an interesting one because they just did not speak and were just bumping music um yeah. so that goes down to my top two now um at number two i have 3v3 basketball um i watched u.s play china number 14 on china this was woman's number 14 on china had the absolute strap she was shooting everywhere every single square inch of that court she took a shot from and she did not miss and team usa still won kelsey plum straight bucket 
She was nasty in college. I don't know how she's not on Team USA, like the actual basketball. But I just love how there's just like pickup basketball in the Olympics. And they're actually not even that good at basketball. And that goes for men, especially the men 3v3 is terrible. Yeah, like, they're genuinely randoms not playing. Good. What do they play to? I didn't, I only saw like highlights. What do they play to? They, they, they play to 21. It's so it's one actually pickup. It's 21 one by two. Yeah. That's like nuts. Cause I saw the highlights of it. Like the men's one literally looked like you went down to the Y and played threes. No, that's exactly what it was. Like I was like, the, I think the I was, woman's one was sick. Cause that was just a straight battle. I think the final yeah. score was 26 to 24 because they, the U S had a, had a girl. She was like six foot five and China didn't have that. So they were just feeding her. But then every single time, number 14, she was so small. She didn't even dribble. I don't think she, she was like Clay Thompson. She did not dribble. She would catch the ball. She would get double teamed. Will in three V three, she was double teamed and she just pulled up. She got blocked once or twice, which like mm-hmm. is expected from what you're doing. But when she didn't get blocked, it was going in and it was a swish. It didn't even hit the rim. It didn't hit the backboard. She just had the straight like strap. Like she did not miss. It was nuts. So that is why it was all the way up because I watched such a good game. It was literally such a good game. Yeah, like that looks like that like 3v3 looks like sick. And like the the men's one I'm genuinely confused about. Or like in general. I like the women's one so much more. Like what's stopping them from like what if they just like picked up like three actually random people from the country? Like they literally like the, like the Olympic Committee I think USA just, like, did. just drives down and be like you know what? These guys got some potential. 3v3 basketball. Send them why can't we just have three people in the NBA that just weren't on Team USA? That's what I'm saying. And we, but they were like, I like, are they, is, it, is that unfair? Like, what if we just like had like Pat Connaughton, like, because like Pat Connaughton, like, he'd be the best what player. If we on just the court? sent one of the big three teams up. Joe Johnson. Why can't, why isn't Joe yeah, Johnson? Like, I actually, though, he's nasty. Like, like we'd be they, nuts. Like it would be over. It would be over. Like no one stopping ISO Joe on three on three basketball. Yeah. Um, and that actually leads me to number one on the list, which this this was one v one, but it also comes in form of two v two. Um, Badman. It was electric, Will. We we actually played, I played against Will and Badman on uh Friday, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, who won? Uh you did, and then we had yeah. a second match. Uh-huh. Did we finish that? Yep. Who won that one? I forgot. You you took the first set and then I won the second two oh, sets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so no big deal. I'm kind of nasty at badminton, but Olympic badminton is nuts. These guys are so nimble. They're so agile. They can move. And they only get shined once every four years. What they do is insane. The way that they hit the shuttlecock and just it just moves. And the best part about 1v1, Will, is they're not just smashing it the whole time. They'll they, Their finesse game is nuts. They'll, like, hit it, and it'll go right in front of the net and then just fall down so that, like, the other the other player can't hit it back over because it just drops straight down from the net. Yeah. Like it's impossible. They're nuts. So much focus goes into that game. Not enough recognition goes into that game. Um, I also wanted to give a shout-out uh, – one sec, let me find the name. Uh, our friend Darren is a big badminton guy. Um, and he hipped us last night in our group chat. It's just me, Will, and Darren. 
he hipped us to like the greatest rivalry ever, like up there, Red Sox Yankees. Um, Lee Ching Lee Chong Wei. Um, and where's the other name? Lee Chong Wei and Lin Dan, China versus Malaysia is literally like Duke versus UNC. Yeah, they like nuts. They faced each other in 2008, 2012, and I want to say 2016 in the, in the gold medal match. It was nuts. Like, that's nuts. And he showed us, I want to say 2012, right? It had to have been 2012. He showed us the 2012 final and, um, fuck, what's his name again? It's not Lin Dan, it's the other one. Lee Chong Wei, it was like kind of like his farewell tour was like the last dance for him almost. And then he just like came back because he's like that. The way that he lost was the saddest thing literally will on planet Earth. So did you watch the clip that Darren sent? Um, I like started. I didn't actually I'll, like, I'll break it. it down. I'll break it down what happened. So he is up 20 to like 17. Mm-hmm. And Lin Dan just goes on a, a historic run. Like one of the greatest runs of all time. And it all ends. They're like going at it, like smashing it. Like these guys are just straight smashing it back and forth. And Lee, uh, Lee Chong Wei tries to hit a shot over him and have it drop right on the line. It is literally an inch off the line. That's how he lost. It dropped so slow. And Lin Dan just watches it and like hopes that it does not fall in bounds. It like, it's one of those where it's dropping and it could be in bounds. It could be out of bounds and you don't know. And the, the crowd just erupted. It was nuts. Like it was so electric but I feel like we're Lee Chong Wei guys, like already, even though we've never actually watched him. So it was like, it was so sad. What what did I say? It was devastating. Like yeah, literally, like losing devastating like that, was like the only way to probably, put it. Yeah. Literally, it just fell down so slow. I'm like, why is he not hitting it? It's going in, and it just falls out of bounds. He just puts his hands on his knees and just like puts his head down. Like you just lost the gold medal. Literally, it was in slow motion. It was devastating. But yeah, badminton's my favorite sport in the Olympics so far that I've watched. Hope you guys yeah. enjoyed that list. I feel like that was honestly a good section of our podcast. I agree. I like that one. I mean, especially since we can literally only do it like every four years. Every four years, yeah. So we'll see you guys in four years. Nah, yeah. we'll have we'll have an update. We'll have more. We'll, 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 we'll have more Olympic stuff. I need you to watch ten events, and you have to rank your top ten. I think it's cool. doable. I think that's yeah. So I just cool. put, literally you just put on one day. You literally watch. That's like watching two. You days could you could watch it. Yeah, I was about to say you could watch it for like two days and have like fifteen. Yeah, like I'm honestly it's like, like I'm gonna watch Olympic golf and I'm curious to see what's different because like golf is already are there like, golf courses even like in Japan. They're really nice. I heard. Are they? That's yeah cool. they they have on um like the tournaments in Asia on like the mm-hmm. golf channel but it's like literally never actually on they they have it on like yeah you see it like every once in a while but apparently they're like really nice um also one thing before wait what was i about to say oh well yeah one thing before we move on um the reason why the low-key sports were so high on my list is because 
you don't actually know the results and you can watch the reruns without knowing the results. Cause like nobody actually cares about them and they're fun. Like this is the highest of levels for most of these sports. So like, that's why Batman it's electric because you don't watch it. And when you do watch it, it's, it's an easy watch. It's the best athletes in that sport in the world. And you can watch it five days later on a rerun and you won't know what happened because nobody talks about it, even though it's I'm also confused as well. Cause like, just like going, thinking about like other like Olympics, I don't ever remember like the week or two after the Olympics ended, like they stopped airing it. Yeah. Like, why can't we have like an Olympic replay? Like an Olympic, like, yeah, no, that's facts. NBC's kind of bad. Like it doesn't even have to, doesn't even have to really be like basketball and like the big, big sports, but like the other stuff that like from the countries that we don't actually get to see, like, not that like it's going to probably get a lot of views, but a lot of people like can't watch at like certain times. Right. And there's some sports that, I mean, you only watch every, like I watch Batman every four years. I watch. Yeah, or like fencing every four years. Fencing, like water polo. Like there was actually one that I watched that I was gonna say that was pretty interesting. I don't actually know what it was. It was they were in like a kayak. I was about to say I know I knew you were gonna say this one. I don't know the 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 oar had a specific name. I forget what the name was. And they had it was almost like it was like the rapids, right? It's it's almost like water skiing but not it's the like, water skiing yeah. you know no it, so it's skiing with like the poles and you have to like go around the poles and you can't yeah, touch the poles like or else you get points kinda. off yeah the, but it's the like kayak the water the, the, the water is like a rapids right yeah yeah no that was sick i watched that too i forgot to put that on my rankings because i watched that one today that's up there that one was yeah sick. I, I saw that one the other day and this guy like he was on like a he was about to have like a world record run or something like that and on a turn the rapid swept up under like the kayak and he like turned and he tried to use the oar to like turn out of it so that way he could go the right way and Uh literally like this is the the ski pole like no one's gonna see this obviously but like (laughs) this is the ski pole and it nicked the bottom of it and like Like it literally barely hit it and the pole moved like this and they, everyone was confused because no one knew how it moved because they didn't see it until he went by it because he uh-huh. went through clean. The boat went through straight on. Yeah. And when everyone saw it move, the oar was in front. So no one knew. Then they did the replay. The judge is like, oh, we have to like knock you down like point, like two points or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was literally those two points or like, or five points it was, I think from like a world record or like personal or some, some kind of record. It was either Olympic or world. I, I think I watched the same guy today on a rerun. He was a Spaniard from, he was from Bain. He, yeah. he was so efficient. He was like doing three sixties. Yes. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. He was like, dude, he was like steady spinning, but like perfectly spinning. Yeah, like just going, going in between he and he barely underneath. touched it. He barely touched it and he didn't notice until after because he was getting lit. And then like someone came over to him and he like looked at them and just didn't even know what to say because he bugged. He yeah, like he it like, was sick. 
yeah like he like went off in terms of like the terms that like they go by i guess like yeah. i don't like they, like that's what i'm saying when i said earlier that they actually explained to us what it is before they actually like show it like they don't actually do introductions it's literally just them talking nonsense to us that we don't actually know if they just use that time to explain what the event like is and like how it's like yeah played, that would be awesome I'm, like I can't even look up what event it is. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Olympic kayak event. Oh, I think this like, is it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's the slalom or the slalom, the slalom. Because yeah, that's, that's skiing what it was, too. Yeah. Canoeing slalom K one. It's sick. That's sick. If you guys, yeah, it was cool. The you guys are interested in seeing the coolest like, yeah. thing ever. It's. Canoe slalom K one. It's the coolest thing ever. The rapids were like the best part of it. Yeah, I don't I know agree. how they did that because that was in a pool. Yeah, so how they like make the rapids made. like that? Yeah, you I don't, know, I don't know. But then, then like you could also see the outside area too with it. It was like, yeah, that's what I was saying. No, like, that was, was perfect. Kinda... That was actually, yeah, maybe the perfect event. Shout out Japan. That's like the one thing you guys have done right. Like that. It's was not like your fault. Great... That was the Olympic Committee's fault. Moving yeah. on, we have our beloved Red Sox. Um. Currently 62 and 39, just took a game over the Red Sox. Well, I'll actually let you break down this game because you were there. Um, so, yeah, uh, last night, uh, first game of Blue Jays, um, Red Sox. Um, we started off all right. Okay. No, nothing crazy. Um, yep. I believe this pitcher either – I don't actually know the story behind their starting pitcher last night, the, um, the Blue Jays. It looked like um, – well, one, we were confused because the, the scoreboards at Fenway were saying against this pitcher, but it really meant against right-handers. Uh-huh. But it, it like, they they missed they, – honestly, they're all over the place. I'm not really sure what exactly happened. I don't I don't actually know. It was, like, really weird for, like, the first few innings. Like, they were showing, like, Kike, and it was, like, Franchi Cordero on the screen. We were like, that's not Kike. Yeah, no, that's not Kike. Yeah, so we were all confused, and, and – um. I think this guy either was a reliever, got mm-hmm. sent back down, and got brought up as a starter. So, like, everything reset. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. how it works. Or he was just never up and just got brought up for the game because there is, was some pitch. Which is probably possible because it's – Which is probably possible, yeah. Are terrible. Which, yeah, which is definitely possible. So, him and Pavetta both were actually awful. I'm going to be honest. They were kind of awful. Like, Pavetta had 50 pitches going into, like, the third – Yep. And I, and I was like, okay, he's going to be here for like five innings. Like, that's like what's going to happen. I mean, that's like what a starter does now, like, which is unfortunate. So they just kept going at it. And then um, we were up, I think, like three to one. Yeah, that's Rafi sounds hit a right. nuke. Rafi hit a nuke, put us up three to one. Mm-hmm. I think we left four men on base in the second inning and only scored one run. And then Rafi hit a two run shot, I believe. Or we were, or we were up to nothing in Rafi had a solo. I forgot. It was one of those two. It was something then, like that. Then Pavetta just started shitting the bed, and mm-hmm. the Blue Jays literally, like, they were just hits were coming at. They were working them. They were working them. Bobachette hit an absolute nuke, Oof, but it really yeah. wasn't a nuke. It, it like wasn't, like it but it was. Went in. It it was like a great hit. Like everything was great yeah, about no, it, except yeah. it just didn't go that far. Just didn't go that far. Um. Also, I want to say. In this inning, they were warming someone up. I forgot who they were warming up. Um, 
It might have been Valdez, but oh, it I was, think that's who came in. Va- Valdez they came they in were first. warming him up, and Alex Cora went to go visit um, Pavetta, and I was like, okay, he's coming out. And then he let Pavetta finish the inning. Pavetta, I think, gave yeah, up the, one we, more we, hit after that, but honestly back. finished up the inning pretty well that inning. Yeah, he didn't finish off that bad, and like we were all confused too. So just to clear up, I actually had no idea that was happening. So I was sitting the left of the Blue Jays um, bullpen. So I facing had zero clue the facing the field. So I had zero clue what was happening in the Red Sox bullpen at all. Yeah. Um, it was actually quite interesting to see how the Blue Jays worked their bullpen. Um, they actually had the guy starting in at the third inning, and he literally didn't stop warming up until the sixth. <laughs> he warmed up for three straight innings. That's Saucedo nuts. warmed up for three yeah, straight yeah, innings. Yeah. And like came in, had a great first inning, and then just shit the bed. Yeah, because he and just then, pitched five. Then innings. they brought in like this, like this uh, submariner, and we watched him yes. warm up. And like I was so confused because we were sitting at a point where like we could see their head, but he was a submarine pitcher, so he so like ducked underneath it, and we we're like, "Where'd he go?" And then his head just <laughs> popped back up again. We're like, "What's <laughs> happening?" I had no idea who this guy was. Yeah, and then. Mm-hmm. They just after after Bobochet hit that home run, it was kind of like demoralizing. Like we didn't actually look like we couldn't buy a hit to save us. Yeah, no, it was a rough few innings. Like our first and like uh Kike and Duran, I think both went 0 for 4. Oh, yeah, I believe, which is like not ideal. And then I think Kike might have got a hit, but I know Duran was he, he might have, yeah. Duran did not do good. He actually made good batting contact. like Durant's been in like 118 right now. Yeah, it went down a lot. He started the game at like 168, and I think it dropped down to like 120-something. He's not even playing tonight. Yeah, so they um, – Durant made a good contact, and then like like off of a lefty too, which we were all shocked. We were like, oh, my God, it's going to go over the outfield. And then Vladdy snagged it. Yes, that was a great snag by Vlad. He had two snags in that inning. He he did, and he, he played he played really well in the field, which and then like didn't really have a monster. He had an RBI and a couple hits, which but he didn't have like a monster game that we thought he was gonna have. I actually yeah. like going in. I thought it was just gonna be a mash fest. Like I thought everyone was just gonna start hitting home runs. Yeah, and then fast. and then we're going into the bottom of the eighth. Um, runner on I forgot what, but there was a runner on base, and um, all of a sudden we hear Volver Volver. Uh, Dugo comes up to the plate. Two pitches <laughs> go by, and then. All of a sudden, we just hear crack. I look up, and, like, there was a lot of deep fly balls that game, and we were like, oh, that could be out. And then I was like, nah. His was actually a no-doubter. went, like, 4-15, like, yeah. and it was, like, a nuke. And everyone just went nuts, and that pretty much iced the game. And it actually did. Yeah, so I'm actually – I texted Will, or I Snapchat him. I was like, we need something here. I go – I, like, send it to him while I'm grabbing my uh, – grabbing my phone charger from the other room, but I have the TV volume on loud. And all I hear is Jerry Remy just going. Is Jerry Remy still doing games? Was that Remy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rem dog? Yeah, it was Remy. Yeah, he was going nuts. I heard the crack of the bat from, like, the other room. And Rem dog just started going nuts, like, absolutely nuts. I was like, wow, I literally just sent Will that text. Yeah, they did it for Eck pretty much. It was a welcome back Eck night in it Boston. Was. He was in the crowd watching the game, which we're was talking awesome. about that on Nesson. 
yeah it was hilarious he wasn't ready at all to be on tv he had no idea like i think he was trying to be super low-key and then like zoomed in on the uh the screen that's like by um the sam deck the one on the, uh-huh. le- on the right to the left yeah. of it they were like welcome back eck and then eck was just sitting there like this like literally just not making a face and he was like yeah and then like <laughs> that was it it was like really weird at first and it was like oh nice there's eck yeah, so that was Will's uh, rundown of our game on Monday night. Um, we beat the series. We yep, we beat the Yankees in our last series three to one. Um, so we could lose out actually to the Yankees and still have won the series. We secured the season series against the Yankees. Kike Hernandez was named AL Player of the Week for the past week, um, and there's actually some big trade buzz around the Red Sox. Three big names are Anthony Rizzo and Craig Kimbrell, two Cubs. They're looking to blow up their whole roster. And then actually something that just recently hit today was Max Scherzer, which would be a great deal. My question for you, Will, is out of those three, Rizzo, Kimbrell, and Scherzer, what is the number one, the number two, and the number three? What is the order you'd like to see those guys in a Red Sox uniform? Um, that's actually a, a great question. Um, Scherzer is a surprise. I didn't think we were going to be in, in the running. He's still nuts. He's nuts. Like he's, he's still really, really good. And, and I, and I think him on another team would, would benefit him as a player. Yeah. Um, I almost want to put him at two because that makes us even better than what we already were in terms of our rotation. Because we have a couple of guys that are lacking, and, and honestly, I'd prefer them in, in the pen if possible when Chris Sale comes back. Yep. There's a couple of guys that would, like, I mean, like, it would be nice if one, two, and three were Givaldi, Scherzer, and Sale. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. And then we, and still, then, like, E-Rod. we have, still have Erod and then probably Pavetta. I would think Pavetta, yeah, and that would that would knock – I don't know. If, we'd probably finish the season in a six-man rotation, so we'd probably throw um, who who's the other guy? It's not Martin, not Hauk, but the other guy. Well, Hauk is up now, but Hauk, yeah, Hauk's part of the six-man. It's right now we have Avoldi, Erod, Pavetta, guy? Martin Perez, and then one more. I, I literally always forget who it is. I always forget. It's Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards, yeah. So I think oh, we'd have man. Garrett Richards be our sixth, which I'm would like, put Martin... I literally convinced myself that he was like got brought down because he literally sucked so bad. <laughs> like I he's think, I think we'd have Martin for me. I think we'd have Martin and Hauk in the pen, which would honestly be awesome. I love Hauk out of the bullpen. I, I think Paris would be great in the pen. Like, I mean, we watched him warm up that day. It was early in the season. He wasn't hitting anything. Like he could yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, but like he's honestly not that bad. If he had to come in for like a couple innings, like it wouldn't be awful. Yeah, and like I think that's fair. To, um, my orders is going to be so backwards because one and two is debatable. Scherzer is at two because that makes us nasty in our starting rotation, and it actually boosts our bullpen more than mm-hmm. what Kimbrel will bring, which is why mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put Kimbrel at three. Okay, so that so, would put Rizzo at one. So like if we yeah which yes would put Rizzo what would put Rizzo at one, and the reason why I'm saying this is because so Scherzer at two is more valuable than just getting Kimbrel because we have more upside for our bullpen. Mm-hmm. Just getting Kimbrel and like let's say Scherzer's not actually a real thing, Kimbrel's definitely two if not one. Yeah. 
So, so actually, the weird thing that I was thinking with Kimbrell and why he's at my number three is Kimbrell's a one-inning guy. He's a closer, which we already yeah. have Matt Barnes. So, at he's best, we could year. really only have him as our setup guy in the eighth, which we need two-inning, three-inning guys, which mm-hmm. why I have Scherzer at one because, yeah, and, and, as yeah, you I said – it, uh, I was a little it, tough with that one. It takes Hauk out, who's a three-inning guy. Martin Perez could be in the bullpen, who would be a three-inning guy. Unless, what I was thinking is that if Scherzer gets traded, I think we'd have to throw Martin Perez just in the package just, just for shits and giggles. But that would still have Hauk. That would still have Hauk be a three-inning guy, which I'd rather have Hauk as a three inning guy, then Kimbrell, although he's an all-star as a setup. Yeah. Just because the fifth, sixth, seventh inning is really where we're lacking, where if need be, we've seen Maddie backpacks come in for the eighth and close up the eighth and the ninth. Yeah. And, and, uh, and honestly, like Rizzo and Scherzer, it really just like, if Scherzer's a legitimate thing that's happening, because it's still like rumor central for us. Yeah. The only reason why I put Rizzo at number one, I said this before we started recording that Franchi played a fantastic game at first and he's been playing really good at first as a first baseman. It's just his hitting production is very low. Yeah. He either doesn't get a hit, base hit, or a home run. He doesn't really produce RBIs in the form of like doubles. And he just like his connection with the ball is just not awesome. Like he can fix it. Obviously, he's young. Like he, like we also didn't. It's not fair to him that we literally just throw him wherever we feel like it. Yeah, we put him everywhere. He literally doesn't play any. Like I don't think he's actually ever played first base. He's doing like he's literally an out. He's like an outfielder. I think like mainly. And so like, but but like it's fine. Like we can like obviously it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'm putting Rizzo there is because we need another lefty who's like really. That's good. what I was about to say. Yeah, like another lefty <laughs> bat. To add to Verdugo, and isn't Kike a lefty too, or am I bugging? I'm bugging, I'm bugging. Kike's righty, uh, Duran's a lefty, which is nice. And Duran's a lefty, a lefty. So yeah. but like, but like, oh. Dahlbeck's like, I, I love Dahlbeck, but Dahlbeck's oh, Dahl- a yeah, Dahlbeck's a lefty, he's just terrible. Yeah, he's just a wash. Like, I love him, like, he's awesome, like, he's cool. Like, I do too. He, like, he's, he's fine in the field, like, he actually makes really good fielding plays. It's just like he can't buy a hit this year either. And the weird thing is, like, he, he was so hyped up because of his hitting. But now we, it, at the yeah, beginning well, of the season, it like, was an issue. Like, we were wondering if he was going to be okay in the field because he was going to get the back going. But now it's the opposite. Like, he's good in the field, but he really just cannot hit. His fielding is, like, really – his fielding is, like, good. He just can't hit. And every time he swings the bat, it looks like it's he's going to take it, like, 450. Yeah, I know. He's – that's – the, the swing is the so nice. Of, he just, I think he's not looking at the ball. Like, I don't know what it is. He's just steady swinging for the fences. And I, w- I was going to say, I looked it up just to double check, but uh, Bobby's a righty. He's not a lefty. He is a righty? Yeah, he's a righty. Um, But yeah, no, like, it's, he's just so weird. Cause like his bat was so good. And in like, in like the first month, month and a half, and since then, it's just been terrible. Like, not even bad. It's been terrible. Like, numbers that, like, he can't be yeah, our it, first it's base. Mis- it's miserable. Run. It's devastating. Yeah, and, 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 like, <laughs> the other thing, and I was and I was saying this uh, last night, where it literally is devastating. Like, that's, like, the only word you can, you can really say is, like, 
I like Cordero where he is, but like someone like Bobby, we've tried him in both halves of the batting order and there's nowhere where he's done better. And yeah. like, like this team is very close to that 2018 team. Mm-hmm. If not like very almost identical to the terms of like, like Kike's that guy that like came up out of nowhere and like, and like Hunter Redfro might be like the best acquisition in the offseason that any team has had this entire yeah. year. And there's been a lot of damn acquisitions from teams in the offseason this year that like like when Blake Snell went to the Padres, we were like, oh my God, they're gonna win the ship. And the yeah, Giants are the best folded. team in their division. Yeah. And they're number three, they're not even number two. Exactly. And 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 um like a bunch of those players are very similar. I mean, like Mitch Moreland and like Steve Pierce and like all those guys from 2018. Oh, yes. I like, forgot about Steve Pierce. Like we need to find our Steve Pierce right now. We're actually missing Steve Pierce. Bobby was actually supposed to be our Steve Pierce. Yeah. And then now we have Franchi Cordero, which he's not awful. Like he's like, he's actually the same thing as Bobby, but just like. He's hot right it, now. It's just like the same thing. It's just, he's hot. Like that's all it is. And like, that's what we need. It, yeah. Except I think Rizzo, just because we need a lefty. No, more so. I don't know. I don't know why I said Bobby's a lefty, but like now, like knowing that we literally only have two lefties on the team. Yeah, exactly. That's like bad because I mean, there's a lot of righty pitchers, but like, what happens when? I mean, there's not there's a decent amount of lefty pitchers, but there's also more righties. But what happens there's when we face that lefty in a game seven and no one can hit him? Yeah, no, that's a. I mean. Like that's why I'm I mean, so lucky other that way I'm around. Lefty. I, yeah, I it's the other way up. around. It's the other way around. Left because you get the inside on a lefty when you're a righty. Yeah. So you like scientifically and physically, it's easier to get a hit or to swing like fluidly when you're a lefty facing a righty. And there's not a lefties a lot of lefties out there. Rizzo being one that can hit the ball and hit the ball very well, like a, a former all-star. I don't know if he still has really got he's, it in he's, him. He's, he's not, he's, he hasn't had the best season this year, but that's because I think it's like his time to just be out of Chicago. Yeah, no, it's like, I think it's like he time for him to leave and, and have and one or two like, more years of production. Yeah. And, and like they were saying, like, he'll probably be really, really good on another team because like, it's weird because like is it like at this point are you really think like is is any acquisition really that good or is he just better because like he was not expected to be that good? Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Exactly. It's like the, it's the same thing with Franchi. We bring him up to first base, and he was like, "All right." When we had him at the beginning of the year, we brought him down to the Woo Sox, 
changed his position to first base, moved him back up. He plays first base, and it's just better than Dahlbeck. Yeah, which sucks because I love Dahlbeck, but, I mean, it's what we have to do to win. If he can just – like, honestly, I think, like, n- no one agrees every time I say this, but I was like, Dahlbeck should go back down to the Woosox and play first base. He should he should go – yeah, like – Or we have to trade him somewhere Because he's a third because- baseman. Yeah, like, and we don't, that, that's why he has to play first. Like, if we could just have him be somewhere else, <laughs> literally, yeah. that would be like awesome. It's just yeah. because we have Tristan Casas and what I think, double A. Yeah, I want to say double like A. And, and like, he's going to be our first baseman in like four years. Right. If not Which earlier. Because Bobby's Because he's too. disgusting. He is not, he is nasty. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tough position to be in. Like Rizzo would be a great move, Scherzer would be a great move, Kimber would be a great move as well. I just think out of the three, I'd take the other two. But also, overall, I think yeah. that we need to just make a move. I think we do need to make a move, and I think we will. Also, yeah. um, there was another point that was um, very. I wanted to know how you felt about this. So this year, our We've we've actually been switching out of Vasquez and Pulwecki pretty often. Pretty more yeah. so pretty more often than it has been in the start of the season. Like Vasquez was a hitter. guy. Pulwecki's a good hitter. That's what I was gonna say. Because Vasquez is all right. It's just mm-hmm. he's an advantage defensively over Pulwecki, but Pulwecki is such an offensive, like like just he's he's came in in literally the eighth inning and gotten a hit. Yeah, I know. Multiple I mean, times. it's 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 a big deal when you pinch hit someone, and your pinch hitter is a catcher. That like catchers aren't supposed to be that good offensively. Plawecki can get it done on the defensive side. It's just the thing is, Vasquez is top three on deep like defensive side catcher. Yeah, and and that's the point that I was it's hard trying to, to sit say. someone like, like that. It's like I, I don't know what you do because like like at the we're at the point of the season like honestly this is like prime MLB time where every game actually matters like you're watching a series and like like right now we're in it with the we're Rays. starting we're starting like the, the Rays stretch. are making moves and like we're starting that stretch where every game becomes important and like you really have to like think like who's more valuable right now like do we do we just have Plawecki be that guy who just comes in and gets a hit or do we actually want him to get two hits and two hits a night if he can. Yeah, exactly. Because Vasquez can hit; it's just not consistent. And yeah, I mean, like, he got I mean, walked twice yesterday, so he was like, he was on base two times out of four at bats. The thing is, like, a double means a lot. <laughs> but yeah, doubles like, are better than singles, and home runs are two times better than doubles. And Plawecki hits home runs; he hits doubles. Vasquez hits them, but I'd say at half the rate that Plawecki hits them. It's just that Ploiecki is like Ploiecki is like I don't even know how to compare it. Vasquez is top one percent of catchers in the league, defensive. Yeah. Where Ploiecki is like top fifty percent. It's like he'll catch the ball, like he'll catch it when it's thrown to him, when it's pitched, but he won't dazzle you and he won't make a defensive play that can set the tone or win a game. Where Vasquez can, but Plawecki can come out here and give you a walk off double or a walk off single, walk off home run at a way more consistent rate 
that Christian Vasquez yeah. can. That's like the best way that I can put it. The the thing is, Vasquez, he'll get a hit. He's not guaranteed a hit every at bat. I, I mean, not even fucking every game. But he'll have games where he's on. He knows when to heat up, which is good. He always heats up during the playoffs. He's a very good bat during the playoffs. He's an even better defensive uh, specialist, I guess you could say, during the playoffs. So I think right now, this little rotation that we have going is very good for us because the regular season is a lot different than the playoffs. Vasquez has that mindset where it comes playoff time. And I hope he doesn't fail me on this because I'm really high on him. He's one of my favorite catchers, not only in the league, but maybe even like watching all time as a Red Sox fan. He knows what needs to be done in the playoffs and he gets it done. And I hope he does that again this year. He used to talk with Tech a little bit more about hitting. Like in my yeah. opinion, like he works with him all the time. Like that's like there, obviously like he yeah. works for us. Well, like, like th- th- he needs to like actually like ask him about hitting or like teach him how to like learn his like because like tech was a good hitter but he wasn't like nasty at hitting it's just he like knew how to hit the ball like consistently mm-hmm. like 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 there isn't nights where like we're sitting there and vasquez is like oh for three for like uh again and we're like okay vasquez is due and then he gets walked like that's just demoralizing because yeah. that's like a shitty walk. That's not like you earned the walk. It's like a bad walk, yeah. Yeah, because, okay, I'm on base, but I actually haven't made contact with the ball in, like, four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so it, that that's a tough question, but I think Vasquez is – Vasquez is the guy in the playoffs because I feel like he'll just get it going. Like, he, he yeah. knows what needs to be done, and Ploiecki is a good regular season player. He doesn't have that mindset, that all-star mindset that Vasquez does that can just, he can just turn it on. Yeah. And then um, that's going to end MLB. I don't, I think um, we're going to get more information probably next week. Like there's going to be trades by then. Yeah. There will be, I mean, the deadline's on Friday. So yeah. Yeah. So there will be a trade. Actually, no deadline's tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Deadline is tomorrow. Oh, okay. I believe, yeah, I believe it is Wednesday. Wednesday is deadline day. So, so, so we'll know by tomorrow. Well, yeah, we'll know by literally tomorrow. Um, we'll tweet it, we'll on. post it, but we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, so hopefully the Sox make a move. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, moving on, we actually have some NFL news. Um, I don't know, Welcome like back. not rare. The NFL like, podcast. Yeah. Um. So two, well, I will start off one. Um, Deshaun Watson is returning to camp. Logically, yep. money wise, makes sense. Can I can I actually talk about this? Yeah. Okay, because I I this is like, I'm very big on this right now. So with Deshaun Watson reporting to camp, um, obviously all the allegations against him is still a thing. So I don't know how that's going to work out. The Texans are willing to trade him, but. This is like, this blows my mind. This is why I want to talk about it so bad. They are asking for five early round picks. So my, my, like in my head, early round pick is a first, second, or third. Does, mm-hmm. does that sound right? about right? It's the top half. Yeah. And a few, a few starting caliber players. What team is going to give you two first, a second, and two thirds 
and two starters. What team is going to do that for one player? I don't care that it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's nuts. He is no, one of the I'm, best quarterbacks I'm, in the league. That's a what, lot, Will. What, no, I, I, I agree. I'm not saying I don't agree there. What what I'm saying, what okay, so there's there's two different Deshaun Watsons we have here. We have now and pre-allegation Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That's outrageous because the allegations are there. There is no definite that he's playing the season. Fact. Due to allegations, the legal stuff. I like. We're I'm not. We're not getting into that that stuff. But just lo- like logically here, that like the chances of him playing are still up in the air because of the legal stuff. Now this doesn't happen. I think that's a fair starting point to to like in your mind be like, okay, logically no one's actually going to give me this shit. Yeah. But like, it's worth a shout. Yeah, let's just like throw some high numbers up there of what we want. Because like they're like, okay, you know what? It might like you'll get the packages. We're like, okay, we're gonna give you like these players on our team that they're not starting for us, but they would probably start for you guys. And then they'll give them the picks and they'll like even out. But no one's literally gonna scrape off three starters off their team as well as literally their picks for the next Mm -hmm. three years, if not this year, and like. And just okay, here's Deshaun Watson. Basically, so, the Houston Texans on this, like, like literally, if where he's going is going to be similar to his current situation, just in a different yeah, state. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because if if they're going to trade Deshaun Watson, and they want so much for this, I think the the best team available for Deshaun Watson will and you're gonna love what I say right now the best team available that can give the Texans a little bit less because nobody can actually give the Texans all of that like that's way too much the only team that can give Deshaun or give the Texans maybe like a first and two seconds or a first a second and a third and like one starting caliber player is the Patriots Realistic, and they're also the only, they're also the only other team dumb enough to do some shit like that. Because they're a team that needs uh, like realistic a quarterback, or I mean, they're a team that would definitely take Deshaun Watson. Because you think of teams that could give up a starting caliber player, they already have a quarterback. There's a lot of teams yeah, that so, already have either an established, very very good quarterback or a young quarterback that they're not willing to give up on yet because they're in a rebuild process. Another well, I, team, the Broncos. I, I don't I don't think you give up on Drew Lock just yet. Well, if you do give up on and, Drew Lock and you also have to give you're up gonna have to your give defensive. Up. Exactly. That's and what, you're going to probably have to give up someone on the offense. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like in, in this like I I I like I get all of this. I I get it. And it's nuts cuz like how does he have so much value? Some am I missing something? Yeah, did he just like did everything just like get wiped I, off? I, I'm like I'm so confused. Not even not even like outside the NFL production level. Like he's played on the Houston Texans. Yeah. Like I get like he can be a Super Bowl quarterback on a Super Bowl team. I mean, he's led them to playoff runs. No, I, I, I'm saying no. I'm like I'm not. I'm not discrediting him that way. In terms of like like full production on like a elite team like what if he just like goes to another team and says i've made it yeah he's just like fulfilled 
like I'm like he's like okay I know we're gonna make the playoffs this year let me half ass it so that way when it comes to the playoffs like that uh, like the stuff that you see with other players like a team USA vibe yeah because he's still young you know what I mean like like, I'm not not trying to compare like him and Brady together but like you sign an old Tom Brady and you have expectations Mm -hmm. and like you sign an old Cam Newton and you have expectations the same kind of thing like Sean Watson's still 25. That's not that's what I'm saying. And like he can obviously his expectations, that's why he's going for so much, but I'm still missing the point where like how is he worth that much for a singular team? Like he's like he doesn't work out. Right. A big, like he has a big to, issue. Like he has to like be worth less than what his like contract is. Like they're not gonna like I just I don't there's no win from acquiring him. And that's, like, why you said the Pats. Like, they're the only team dumb enough to do that because, like, the Texans will end up with, like, Nikhil Harry. Right, yeah. Like, and then realistically, and, like, realistically, (laughs) like, they're like, oh, we have a wide receiver. It's Nikhil Harry. Like, what are you going to – like, like what is – like, he's going to drop you 15 balls a year. Yeah, no, I saw saw a tweet, and it said – when when a first round pick from two years ago that plays like a seventh round pick requests a trade, he should just be cut and never play in the NFL again. And at, under that, it just said that was a direct shot at Nikhil Harry. No subtweets here. <laughs> like he has potential to fix him being such like. No, well, he's terrible. Like, no, just, he's bad. He's not good. Like, like. I know, I know he's not good, but like he has a chance to actually fix it with people who can actually help him. Yeah. Like he has Cam Newton, who literally does not believe in anybody. He believes in everyone. Yeah. He like he you could literally it, it could literally be me walking into the Patriots camp and be like, you know what? You could be your freaking outside guard today. Like and and he'd probably convince me. <laughs> like and and you don't even want to help him. Like that's like the like that's like like logically like you're a wide receiver on a team that's like gone to the Super Bowl for a whole almost a whole decade mm-hmm. into two decades and you're just yeah. like I'm just gonna be shit yeah like it's... but not but not even just that but like also going back to Deshaun Watson like he's gonna have more expectations than he does on the on on the uh, the Texans. He's going right. to go to a team who can actually compete who can like compete. year in and year out. And like, if he doesn't produce like the first two years, there's going to be a serious issue. Uh, see the, see the thing is their damn team to like hopefully win. The, the thing is if Deshaun Watson goes to a team that has pieces, I fully believe that he will be a dog. I think, I oh, know you're I'm, saying I'm, like, he might feel I'm not, fulfilled. I'm not trying to, I'm, I think I'm just, that like, like, he is know, so I, I, good. No, I no. Okay, let me retract retract here. So, like, wh- what it's sounding, like I'm saying is that he's shit. He's not. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying that for what they're valuing him at, there's a chance that could happen. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
with anyone. Right. I'm not saying like that's what I'm, like I'm saying it could literally happen with anyone. But I'm just yeah. saying like because of all the allegations and all this other stuff, like who knows what happens from here? Exactly. If, if Deshaun Watson stays the same, and don't don't forget that he got hurt last year. He hurt his hand, got stuck in like yeah. a face mask or something like that. Um, but if he comes back and he's Deshaun Watson, he's the same guy. Oh my God, Siri. He's the same guy that got tackled, but didn't get tackled at the same time and threw a touchdown pass like three times in a playoff run made it to, I want to say the AFC championship where it was really just him and D hop and no offensive line. He had JJ Watt on the defense. Didn't really have that much on the uh, back seven of the defensive side he he's just a winner i want to say he won two natties at clemson he doesn't know what it's like to lose he went to the texans shout out our guy bill o'brien um he didn't lose there like he actually made the playoffs there yes no a a franchise that is absolutely terrible deshaun watson if he played the whole season top four quarterback in the league and he's yes, 25 no, years old. So there is a lot of value behind that man. And if he goes to a team like the Patriots and another team that I was going to say before, the Vikings. Well, see, the, the, if he was on the yeah, Vikings, I, I the Vikings agree. would be maybe a Super Bowl contender, if not yeah. champion. The only reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because like what we were saying earlier, where like what they're like, hypothetically that goes through, you're getting the same Deshaun Watson. Just because you they can only go so much because they have to give up so much. Now, if a team can actually work out a trade where they are still, well, either way, if you get Deshaun Watson, you're winning the trade. Yeah. In terms of current he's players. So yes. Good. And he's disgusting. Like, like any team would benefit. It's just how much you're actually willing to give up to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's no, only so much you can issue. give up before you're, awful <laughs> because there's like there's a there's a very fine line between we are good and we are bad there's there's no there's the middle teams are just as good as the teams that are good and yeah. but the middle teams are never as just as bad as the teams that are awful look at you will <laughs> because like you could like like the jets and the texans last year with the them without deshaun watson and or even with right the Texans were still losing games. The Jets were finding ways to win games. Yeah. And they were, they did equally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they did, neither of them made the playoffs. So like by our like joking rule, eight and eight, and you don't make the playoffs, your season no, didn't happen, did, did but they didn't happen. go eight and eight. Yeah, no, and then, happened. but like a team, like, I mean, like uh, this is, I'm not saying he's going to go to like the Titans, but like if he were to go to the Titans, right. Like, like I'm using them as an example. Yeah, because they have a quarterback that they can exchange for, right? So if they can go to a team that has a quarterback that he can exchange for, and they can give up a piece as well on offense, and maybe like a guaranteed like a pick, whatever, and or like not a bench player, but not like the star star like defensive not player, not like the best defensive player, yeah, yeah, like someone who, who a good role player on both sides, like a as solid well. like a solid defensive lineman. Or something like that. Like I'm saying the tie-ins because they have a bunch of wide receivers that they can easily dish off to say, them with it, it, with yeah. and they have a good portion of defensive players that they can dish off to that will and actually make have, the Texans because they have backups, 
They have backups that can start for either the Titans or the Texans. Because yeah, all, all their defensive players are just straight dogs yes, under Vrabel. That, that's why that's why I said them. And yeah, like no, it would be rare that he would team. go in, in division. And I was saying them because, like, in my opinion, I, I would trade Tannehill for Watson if that could for happen. For sure. Like, Not without a question. Ten times out of ten. ten yeah, Deshaun ten times Watson out of ten. Is... Because now they have Julio and A.J. Brown. If Deshaun Watson gets everything figured out, he's the next Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say it. He is yeah. maybe – he is, like, top five players – that I've ever watched, like enjoyment wise. Like I love watching Deshaun Watson play football. Like, and I'm not a big Clemson guy. Like I'm not a Clemson, I'm not a Clemson hater or anything. Like I just don't, I couldn't care less about them. Um, I loved watching him at Clemson. And after that, I like, I like Trevor Lawrence too and all that, but like he's maybe he's up there with me for Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow. He's up there. I love watching him just as much as I love watching Aaron Rodgers. And I like Aaron Rodgers. I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey at home, all that. I like watching him as much as I like watching. I like watching him, honestly, more than I like watching Pat Mahomes because we know what you're going to get out of Pat Mahomes. You're just going to get steady bombs. But Deshaun Watson does it all. Deshaun Watson is what Tim Tebow plus Johnny Manziel was supposed to be. If they had a baby and it's everything that it was supposed to be in the NFL – that is Deshaun Watson. He is yeah, like the perfect yeah, college quarterback that actually panned out. Yeah, he's a beast, and like he, it like, like I like love watching him too. Like I, the only like the only reason why I was saying that because there's so much doubt yeah. right now. Like, you miss a season, right? Let's say he misses a season, like, no, like there's not like your odds are not awesome. Yeah, but see the thing is, at the same time, you miss a season, you come back, you're 26. Yeah, see, he still has his age upside, which is like awesome. It, yeah. Like it, it's just honestly, what they offered is just so ridiculous. It makes it seem like you're losing. Yeah, for most teams in the league, if you need a quarterback, he's honestly not your guy. Just because there's a because, just, like he, like if you're a team that needs a quarterback and like in and you don't have and you have everything else and you don't have like another quarterback to exchange for him he's not your guy yeah if you're a team that has a quarterback and you kind of have a good offense and decent defense literally like the titans like i said before he's like like worth a shot dude i'm being serious if this team i'm going to say the team after i say what they could put together if they could actually no let me let me look at their roster. I, I'm going to be talking about the Vikings here because, because I'm a they're, big they're Vikings similar, they're in a similar supporter. Situ- they're in a they're, they're in a very similar situation that the um the Titans are in in terms of things that they can give up because they can easily trade their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. which which is like all right. Like he's not like ideal to give up for Deshaun Watson, but he clearly wants to leave, so they're going to have to take it. But the other players that they're going to receive back are going to make it worth right. it. So, so not only can they give up um, their quarterback and Kirk Cousins, they also just drafted Kellen Mond, who probably has maybe more value depending on what the Texans are looking to do. And if I'm the Texans, I'm looking to blow up that thing. They have Amir Abdullah, uh, who's their backup running back, who's very good. Um, Mackenzie Alexander is one of their um, corners, but I want to say he's not cornerback one. 
Obviously, we know they have good linebackers. Chris Boyd, also a corner who could get traded. Um, if, if they could trade Chris Boyd or Mackenzie Alexander, not them together, either one of those could replace each other because they still have Bashad Breland. Um, they have a ton of safeties. They have a decent enough O-line. I would say a bit below average. Um, they have good targets on offense. Obviously, we know they have Dalvin Cook. Um, they have D.D. Westbrook now. Who's that? Justin Jefferson. Um, they have Christian Derrissaw now as well. They just – I want to say that they got him last year. Um, on the defensive side, you have people that you can honestly give up. Jeff Gladney as well at yeah. corner. Um, Harrison Hand too. Amari Henderson – not the biggest names, but those are starting caliber guys on a shitty team, which is exactly what the Texans are. Um, you have Zenday Johnson, a defensive tackle, six foot four, 278 pounds, clog up that middle. Same with Patrick Jones. He's a DN, six foot four. You have people that you can give up. Like Blake Lynch, who's honestly a pretty good middle linebacker. Um, he, he's not going to play over Eric Kendricks. No, and like, and uh, that's why I agree. That, and they have Perry Nickerson. That's who it was. They have corners. Yeah, so they have like, corners to give up. Like, Every team loves corners. The, the, Pat Pete. And, they just got Pat Pete. Like, yeah, and and I lost it. Oh, Hold up. Yeah, so and I can keep naming names. Yeah, and and th- that's why, like, I was saying, where like, if you don't, if you like have everything else but a quarterback, you need to draft one. Like, you can't take him because you're yeah. just gonna, you're gonna literally just average. Like if you like could, if you're a team looking to get someone like Deshaun Watson, you're looking to be a top five team in the league. Exactly. I think I think the Vikings are in the perfect position to make a move for him and still be able to compete. Yeah, I I, I, I really I, believe that. I, I do too. Because it, that that division is up for up for up for grabs, and we'll get to the Packers in a second. I just I'm, want to I'm say gonna, someone else really quick because I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, yeah, I forgot. Because well, I'm, I'm going to name some wideouts. They have D.D. Westbrook, Adam Thielen, obviously, Justin Jefferson. Those are their top three, right? And they could give up one of those guys. They're going to have to give up one of those guys. And then they have K.J. Osborne, who could fill that role, which would be pretty easy uh, from Miami, Florida. He's 5'11". Um, Chad Beebe, who came alive at the end of the season for them last year. They have decent tight ends with Irv Smith. They have Tyler Conklin. Um their O-line, like I said, isn't the best, but it's okay. Their defense, I mean, their safeties are Xavier Woods and Harrison Hitman Smith. Like, and mm-hmm. then they have they have other people that can fill that or can be packaged in that trade. Same with running backs. They have backups upon backups that could be traded there. They have two quarterbacks that are trade eligible if you want to get Deshaun Watson, and they could compete. And if they have the right coaching, I think they could honestly win a Super Bowl with that team with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and then also I was gonna say, I mean, I'm keeping it in the division, which is unlikely to happen. But like a Colts are another one of those teams Coles. where like they can experiment. Yeah, because they have no, the defensive Coles guys too, to I didn't really say make... just because of the whole division thing. Yeah, I mean, I know I've said two division teams, but like realistically, like why not make a move if you're in the division? Like who cares? Yeah, like I know they're not. Gonna, I know they're not gonna want to, but like if they're not, because like, they're not gonna. There's not many teams. Twice there's not many. There's not, wants to do there's that. not many teams that they can legitimately make you an offer that will. I mean, work out. he's not gonna go to a team in the NFC West that is completely locked up. They have four quarterbacks. Yeah. He's not gonna go to a team in 
Can't go to the um, AFC North, AFC, to be fair. I was about to say AFC North and AFC West, most likely, other than the Broncos. But the Broncos really just don't have a lot to give up because they're in their rebuild mode where they need everything that they have. The the other team, which you're going to hate, but the other the, another team that, like, could be – it could be the Niners. They have. They I have. Put, see, I, I don't think. The I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening. But they have those. They literally have five running backs and like ton of wide receivers on that team that could literally benefit them as well as getting rid of Jimmy G. They also just drafted a QB. So like exactly, which is like which they're... which doesn't which doesn't make sense. But I mean, like. You could play around with it. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is like drafting a quarterback because I mean you still have ten to fifteen years. Exactly, and but like I was just saying, it doesn't make sense because they did just draft a quarterback. But they're just one of those teams where like they could just say, "Screw it, we just did. We have an opportunity of a lifetime right now." Yeah, especially think, literally think, like after a Super Bowl fallout that was due to injuries, and yeah. not because the team didn't gel together. I think it would be almost advantageous to bring in someone else to gel with them because it would just be it would be better because you guys would all the, have the same mentality like the, we the, just lost the big issue there the big issue there will is that they don't have the financials to not at all keep all of those targets and all the defensive players that they have and bring on a contract of deshaun watson's um stature so like it's kind of it's it's realistic in terms of they have the pieces but it's very unrealistic in terms of financials yeah that like all that's which awesome. plays yeah, a big like, part because deshaun watson's a big money guy yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay a lot and uh, like out of all the other teams like like we said vikings i mean in the literally two teams in their division there's not many other teams that could realistically make a move and have like because we're speaking in terms of getting an actual advantage here from acquiring him other than just his pure raw talent yeah so like it it's obviously going to be like challenging to see who like i mean like before obviously last season like the browns were legitimate before baker were like before before baker Baker actually like like, like turned up and actually started playing really well i mean like the nfc east is a little bit of an interesting one too the the nfc east is like honestly i think the most realistic um i would say that like the giants could just throw like starters because what what i've been trying to look at is realistic teams that deshaun watson could go to and they could make the playoffs the next year if not make the super bowl the next year that's why i said vikings yeah that's why i even said the the patriots but realistically a team because it's not like he has a no trade clause um so it's not like he can say yes or no like the giants you know you throw you throw danny dimes in there you're they're gonna give up some of their best players just because they just want Deshaun Watson because they haven't had a quarterback since Eli. Um, there's a lot of teams like that though. A lot of uh, the only way to put it, a lot of shitty teams that will give up a lot of their starters and a lot of their picks. And Deshaun Watson's gonna go there, and like you said, he's just gonna be stuck in the same situation where they're awful. That like, and that's what I was saying before about like yeah. like production and how much he's actually really worth because like. He's only worth it if you can get the like the most in a way in this in this situation. 
and it's going to be difficult too. It's good, yeah, and it's going to be difficult, literally because like if you're go like if him going to a team that just gave up the reasons why you would really want to be there. Uh huh. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's the same. It's the same thing. He's an like. It's odd because he's like the last star out. It would have almost been better if they were able to dish off him with like D Hop or JJ. Or JJ. Oh my God. They're on the same team again. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) They're both on the cards now. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, they both left. And then I was like, D Hop went to the cards and JJ went to the cards. (laughs) Like, that's nuts. I mean, that would be nuts. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just like, like weird. I think I might have said it too, or I know like, where we've talked he about just, it. Where I he just waited too advantage. long. He genuinely just waited too long. And I, don't it wasn't it, him that waited know. too long. It was the Texans. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it makes sense though. Like, how would you really want to like give that? Yeah, you don't want to so let easily. go of Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't, they wanted to let go of D Hop pretty easily. They only got a running back who I think they cut. Yeah, like that. No diss, no diss towards Bill O'Brien though, Natty Champ. Yeah, no, like it just like lo- like logically there, it just didn't like, yeah, fit like what they're trying to get in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's gonna be tough. I don't I don't think they trade him at all. I don't think they can. Uh, yeah, like I think they wait until the uh, trade deadline, and they'll get fleeced. They'll get they'll get fleeced. Probably. I mean, in terms like for him personally, I think you pray for free agency. Facts, which won't happen for a few more years, but it'll be tough. See, by the time he's a free agent, he'll be like 28. I mean, obviously yeah. he'll still be in prime years, but still have a lot more years of production. But three years is, I mean, Pat Mahomes is like 24 and has already been the two Super Bowls. Sean Watson could easily do that. Um, I, I agree. We, I think we've had that conversation before. We yeah. I know we've had the conversation before. Like, 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 like being serious, but not but like is actually Patrick Mahomes like for real? Like, what do you like mean? We, like we've had like because we compared it like to Sean Watson. Like if they traded situations, like the same thing would happen. Like we both agreed that we think that would happen. I thought, yeah, no, I think Deshaun Watson would have been the two Super Bowls. Yeah, no, that's that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, yeah we have like, talked about that. Not meaning that Mahomes isn't like a legitimate like star, like no, they're just, just both stars, just in two yeah, different like, situations. Yeah. I think that Patrick Mahomes would be lighting it up for the Texans, just like Deshaun Watson is, and I think Deshaun Watson would be out there winning Super Bowls. I think it would be the exact; they'd have the exact same career. 
<laughs> yeah, except they, it would just like worth wise. Like, do you think people would offer like more? Obviously, because he's younger. Like, what would I, that be? I like, think that's they'd, like, like hypothetically, like I think they'd have to give up more for Patrick Mahomes just because the accolades, achievements, and age. The yeah. the three A's. But like, Which, if if they were the same exact age, played on the exact same like type of team had the exact same triple a accolades achievements and age they would be the exact same player i would say they wouldn't like they don't have the exact same style of play obviously no but their level like rating i would say is the same pat mahomes just has more targets better coaching yeah i agree i agree all right uh, moving on to our other drama queen, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing this season. He reported to camp yesterday um, in an office T-shirt. He looks like a cool uncle uh, with the slick back hair. He's playing this year, and he agreed with the front office that they'll look into trades if he's not happy. Simple as that. I don't know why they couldn't do that like three months ago. Honestly, did he get paid for doing this shit? Like at this point, like did he get paid it, for making such a big fuss? It feels like it. I don't. I don't think we'll hear another thing about Aaron Rodgers until either he gets until, traded until or until the season. end of the season. Yeah, like like this is the no, last dance like, approach. How, how do you cry that bad to just do that? To just like show up. So yeah, this is the last dance they're calling it. That's why um him and Devonte both put up pictures of uh, Jordan and Pippen on their IG stories because this is the last dance for him. Like, this is his final season on the Packers. Do you think he retires? I think if he doesn't get traded, he'll just dip. Like, I don't see, like, I mean, like... He lives in Montana. Anybody that lives in Montana doesn't actually want to, like, play professional sports. I, I... That's why they had the 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 match in Montana, which was a beautiful course, by the way. I'm glad that they had it there. They had it there because they just went to Montana because Aaron Rodgers was already there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because before it was Why does he have to be such a – like, why does he have to cry that much about everything? Like, yeah, no, he's so weird. He is so weird. Like, he's he cool. Bro- like, I mean, like – Also, during I all like this, him, he, like, like, divorced Danica Patrick. And, like, nobody actually really talked about it, except for, like, part of my take because they just talk about the weirdest stuff. How did they find that out? It was like a headline for like half a day. And then he talked about like their GM the same day. Of course he did. Like, I'm Dude, I think you, he I, just had like if, a, I think he's like midlife crisis mode right now, but his midlife crisis, like since all he knows is football, that's his midlife crisis, but it's a bad one. Whereas Tom Brady's is like his made like, up his diet. damn mind in like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he actually wasted crisis, no right? time. They were like, where's Tom Brady going? A early. A month later, he's like, we're going on a tangle, go boys. Bucks, and yeah. Gronk's coming, too. Yeah, no, that was such a midlife. That was like a fun midlife crisis. Yeah. Like, where it's he like, like was, I don't want to live in the cold. We're moving to Tampa. Where yeah, like, Brett, he, like, he or, just yeah, made no, up his Brett mind. Favre. I just said Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, his midlife crisis is like, I hate everything. I hate everyone. I'm divorcing my wife. And I don't want to play for a team that like I can win a Super Bowl with next year and just want MVP. I'm going to retire. And that because like, then he figured it all it's out. Like, now it's like it's it's like it's like almost brain dead like thinking like like how do you like logically like think I just want MVP I'm done. I just want MVP. Who's ever and said almost that? made it to the Super Bowl? See ya. 
I don't want to play for this team anymore. I know everyone's saying like last dance is like, is the last dance almost making the Super Bowl again? Probably. Not, they always like, just come up short. They're, they're like they're a lot. Like I don't think they're gonna win. I don't. I don't actually think they're gonna win. No chance. I think and like, there's no chance. Like, like, not, like this not with the, the way thing. that like the season's gonna go because they know it's Aaron Rodgers last year. It's like if one thing goes bad, Aaron Rodgers is just gonna give up because he can. Yeah, like, 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 I, I honestly feel bad for the wide receivers around him because like for the like the wrong reason like they drop a ball there we go there goes our chances of the playoffs yeah they if it's not gonna be Devontae adams it's he doesn't drop balls but when adam lazard drops the ball because he does it often and who's the other guy with the long name marquez valdez scaling oh he drops balls like it's nobody's fucking business when he drops a yeah, ball I, know. Like, I, saw, one, I was gonna say i feel bad for him because i was like if he drops a wide open touchdown he's, pass, the, he's the reason they're not going to the super bowl because darren Rodgers is flying right back to montana the next day yeah no he's done marquis valdez scaling just dropped the ball i'm not playing anymore because he sucks and i don't want to be here yeah like like i like that's what like i like i don't know what happens there and like is this last dance approach like just like hype or are they gonna like tom brady gronk and be like yeah, I'm going to retire, and then you're going to trade him, and then I'm just going to sign for the team he went to. Like, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Because Devontae Adams loves him. I don't, I like, I was actually shocked by that because I know they're nasty together, but they're like boys. Like, they're like close friends. That's so weird. To think they're, they're literally like Brady and Gronk because Devontae Adams was like, if he's out, I want to go to the team that he's going to. That's literally what he said. It's so weird. <laughs> like, that's like, Aaron Rodgers seems like a cool dude. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but like not friends. No one with like, no one like feel. I don't feel like anyone actually likes him. No, exactly. Like, I feel like Devontae Adams is like so cool. Like, could be friends with everybody except for Aaron Rodgers, just because Aaron Rodgers is, seems like an asshole. Is that literally just like from perspective? He just actually seems like an asshole. He's probably like a nice guy. It's just like, I mean, like, no, even he's definitely on, like, a great guy. Even on just like not the, uh, the front office. Even on um the match, like he was being super weird about like like I mean obviously you probably can't say a lot of things, but like yeah, but like they were like shitting on him and like Brady said some shit Brady to him and he just like shitting on him. he didn't care. But like <laughs> like how does that like is he just like I, I like literally don't know like you just finesse the Packers, like you just retire and then like Devontae Adams is like all right where do I go today and it's like. And he's gonna go to like some weird team, probably like something yeah. that's like so low key, like literally needs a quarterback. And then Rodgers will be like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna come out of retirement and like oddly placed like a month summer. after he signs, like in the middle of the summer." And he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go play for like whoever." Yeah, no, it's gonna be weird. I don't, I feel like there's not actually really a lot more to talk about Aaron Rodgers. It's just the fact that he's there and it's weird and it's the last dance. Somehow so, it's the last dance. I don't. So, think. Yeah. So to uh to wrap up this episode, um, I already posted on Instagram my mock draft, but we both have mock drafts. Um, the only reason I posted it was because I found a cool format. I would say it's one of our better posts, maybe ever. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up with our final mock draft, seeing that the draft is soon. <laughs> is it tomorrow? Did we say? Is that what we said? the draft did we say that yeah the, what, the draft is or thursday, no the trade deadline's tomorrow the draft trade is tomorrow. thursday okay Wait, I, right. I, there's I, a lot I, of dates going on I, I apologize really quickly i don't actually know what's going on right now on twitter adam Schefter just tweeted out like a like i'll show you it 
This is what Xavier Howard said. Oh, I don't like. What, I don't what know did what he this do? Because when you note tap something, oh, then he requested a trade. Bad. He requested a trade. Oh, that's weird. Do you want me to read it? I can read it. Let's read it. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, if you want, I can read it. Like, I was trying to like summarize it really quick because, like, <laughs> like the comments were like shitting on me after for like posting the whole thing. So, like, can someone please summarize it? He, he said, I've given my heart and soul to the Miami Dolphins franchise since they drafted me in 2016 and want to make it clear that I love my teammates. They are my family. But what I've learned is that the business side of the NFL proves organizations don't always have a player's best interest at heart. My experience with the Dolphins the past few seasons has taught me that. In 2018, I signed an extension that I'll admit I didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. Fuck. Um, I've played on that deal for two seasons and didn't complain, but everyone knows I've significantly underperformed or outperformed that deal. Okay. He's talking his shit now. Um, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and the tape backs up the claim. The assignments I'm given shadowing the opposition's best player with little help proves my value, my worth yet. I'm the second highest paid quarterback on my own team and it's not even close. Oh my God. He's actually he's right. shitting on everybody. I think I mean, Byron right. Jones yeah. is getting paid more because his contract is getting Cowboys paid a lot more. Ridiculous. I want to clear up a few misconceptions about my situation. My agent, David Cantor, and I never once asked for a completely new contract. We wanted things to work out with the Dolphins and brought solutions to the table, like guaranteeing more money that we felt were win-wins for both sides. These were proposals of adjustments that wouldn't just make me more respected, but also cap-friendly. But the Dolphins refused everything we proposed. That is why I don't feel the organization has dealt with me in good faith. I don't feel valued or respected by the Dolphins. Just like they can take a business-first approach, so can I. That's why I want to make it clear I'm not happy and have requested a trade. Until that trade happens, I am just here so I don't get fined <laughs> and will handle myself like professionals do. Xavier Howard. That's what a man. nuts. He, he fucking put his foot down. And he did it in a great way. He said, I am one of, if not the best corner in the league, and I'm not even the highest played player on my team. He's fuck. He didn't fuck say the Dolphins. Fuck he didn't everything. Say one lie. Value me. That's what he said. And then he said, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." And he's still he gonna play until he gets lie. traded. I like. I was, I was like, say. Just, I was gonna say. Honestly, I'm like weirdly enough. I'm actually proud to see something like that. I was about to say, like, I'm I don't know anything. About, I really, I've ever talked to him. Like, obviously. I know, like, I, I never mean, follow like, him on Instagram. I am proud of him for that. Cause, like, honestly, like, like, I mean, I saw him play my team twice and he was disgusting. And, like, I know he's, yeah, he's disgusting. Nuts. He's so good. Like, every time I'm on Madden, I'm like, Xavier Howard, like, he's gross. Like, yeah, cause he is a valid pickup. Yeah. And, but, like, like, no one's ever done this. He just, like, he put his foot down and, like, the most respectfully disrespectful way. He basically, like, he literally said, I'm better than all the cornerbacks on our team. And like, He said, I'm the, the best cornerback in the league, and I'm way better than Byron Jones, but you pay him more. That's what he said. And and also, he, he also, <laughs> it, basically that too, but he, he also said, 
that the Dolphins just didn't care that he wanted more and yeah. that he actually gave them cap space for them to still work with. Like what player actually cares? Like, like some players actually care about the team, but like sometimes they're like, okay, like we actually have to get paid here. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks are the biggest position where they need to get paid as soon as they can because they don't have a long lifespan. So him taking a cap hit personally is big because it's not like he'll be around for long because they only have 10 years max, maximum, like the best corners ever, 10 years of production. Yeah, which is like nuts. I, I, I on like it's weird that like I said I'm like a proud, but like honestly, it's like it. It's honestly kind of funny that we this happened literally right after we just like shit on Aaron Rodgers for being like such a baby. He, I, th- I think Xavier Howard handled it well. He took it publicly, which I mean everybody does at this point. So but like it was like a, it. it was like very respectful. Like it's not like he he's like, not playing. He said he's still gonna be there. He's not gonna get fined or anything. He just isn't happy with the front office and he wants out. Yeah, like I like as simple as what? that. He talked his shit. He actually just talked his shit. That's all he was. Everyone doing. should take a page out of his book. That was so awesome. Deal I'm with, so like... happy that I read that whole thing. That was awesome. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I was reading along was like with you. It was like oh, it was like an awesome like. It was great. I love how he put it. It was like a poem. He put it in like stanza form. Yeah, like honestly, like good, like good for him. Like, well, what's your favorite stanza? Um, because <laughs> I'm a big fan of this. I I know my favorite. Stanza. I like the way you like put it out. It's very like clean, concise, and like honestly, exactly what we wanted here. Or like my he, my favorite my favorite part is when he said, not the last line but the second to last. If you want to read along, that's why I want to make it clear I'm not happy and have requested a trade. Period. And then next stanza. Yeah, like he didn't even like go on more. He like literally just said, "This was the, the Shakespearean sonnet." <laughs> I think my favorite one has to be the fourth one where he says, "I'm one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL." Oh yeah, yeah. And the tape backs up that claim. So, like, he already, like, it does. Like, he literally didn't say one lie. Yeah, no, Will, you might have got that. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and the tape backs that up that claim. The assignments I'm given shadowing my opposition's best player with little help proves my value, my worth. See, no, like, that was poetry. It's my value, my worth, yet I'm the second highest played cornerback on my team. He's that been was, there for a while now. That was poetry, Will. Poetry. He's been there for a while. Will, that was actually poetry. That was beautiful. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, like he just like spoke facts. But like now, like think about that. He said that. Like honestly, don't really think about the Dolphins that often. But like, like, but he's been there. I thought the Dolphins were cool. (laughs) He's been there for a while, though. He has. He has. Yeah, I did too. I thought like because you're in Miami, like it's probably sick. Like who cares? Like you're sick. You're winning games now too. You might make the playoffs next year. Like. <laughs> yeah, like who actually knows? But yeah, that was that was just that was like sick. It. that was awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm glad we stuck that in before we wrap up this episode. Uh, we have our lottery picks this time. I formatted it so Will would not be missing a pick. Uh, so <laughs> we have all 14 picks here. If you guys listen to that episode, Will only had 13. Um, <laughs> he was missing like the ninth pick. He wasn't even missing the 14th. It doesn't. <laughs> How do you? You no, you were missing the ninth pick, or no, you're missing the eighth because you had the Kings picking ninth. Yeah. Or no, you had the Kings picking eighth. You missed out on the Magic. The Magic just weren't there. Yeah, the, ma- the right, Magic. But anyways, we have and, it this time. Yeah. We have it this time. All right, let's just start off the number one pick. Um, the Detroit Pistons. We both have Kate Cunningham. Yep. Simple. Don't think we have to talk much about that. I don't even have to break down who he is. Everybody knows who he is. Um, number two, once again, Will, we both have the same player, Jalen Green. Kind of the same thing from G League. Everybody knows who he is. Don't really need to talk about that much. Um, coming in at number three, we actually finally have different picks. Um, Will, do you want to get us started with the Cavs? Uh, yeah, so um, I have Evan Mobley mm-hmm. going to the Cavs. And I know they have some big men on that team. I just think, um, like, you literally can't go wrong. It's kind of like a don't, a don't sure pick fire. what you need. It's pick best available is what you were thinking. Yeah, and, like, I feel like upside there is very big. I mean, obviously, uh, agreed. Who you, obviously who you have, like, he could literally be, like, the best player in the draft. So, Which, But I feel uh, like, I mean, I – the assets they have in, at the position at center that uh-huh. Evan Mobley is, they can trade and get more. That's yeah. See, so that's why I went with uh, Scotty Barnes, who's a wing, uh, could also play power forward. Uh, he's from FSU. Mm-hmm. I think Evan Mobley is the more surefire pick, but a wing. If you think about the Cleveland Cavaliers, they have point guards, they have centers, they don't have a wing. Which yeah, Scotty would, Barnes would, kind of a do it all fit. way. Yeah, it's a perfect. It's a perfect fit. That's the only if reason I have Scotty Barnes. Just that build high. with the team they have right now, which is exactly. they can honestly go two routes. They could go and, either way. Yeah, that's why we're not and, the GM. Yeah, because we're just picking picks right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I like both of those picks. Honestly, I think Evan Mobley is the better pick. I just you picked best available. I picked the fit. It's pretty much just what happened. Um, at number four, or nope, that's yep, number four. Yep. Uh, we both have Jalen Suggs. Uh, everybody knows who he is. Um, he's Gonzaga, not Gonzaga. Yep, Gonzaga, national champion, runner up. Jalen Suggs. I mean, everybody knows who he is. Not much to talk about there. And then mm-hmm. I actually I like this about our mock drafts because at number five we just flip flopped, but we yes. flip flopped three and five. And had the same pick at number four. Well, mine, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, I don't have. Because usually when you flip flop, 
you flip flop again on the next pick and it's the same two guys, but we just had a filler for the Raptors and they just took Jalen. So just, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I have Scotty Barnes going to the magic and you have Evan Mobley going to the magic. Um, uh-huh. It kind of makes sense on my end because I had, we're different again because the magic have two picks. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it works out, I guess. I mean, the Magic need everybody, so. Yeah, so, I mean, really anyone they can they get. They need a, is... anybody they can get. Yeah. Um, Up next, at number six, we have the Thunder. Um, I have Jonathan Kuminga uh, from the G League Ignite. Uh, I would say he was the second best player from the G League. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you have the Thunder taken? I have uh, James Booknight. Okay, that's a, from UConn. I like him a lot. I think it's just a solid pick, honestly. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kuminga either. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we kind of flip flop, I, I guess now. Well, not really flip flop. I, I we kind of just like I flip flop with you. You didn't flip flop with me. Say that. Will say that. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, the next two picks you can kind of for you can kind of go either way. There's they're <laughs> similar. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, number seven. Um, I have what everybody has been saying like in the past few weeks. And I want to say you have what everybody's been saying the past like day, day and a half. Um, the Warriors, I have them still taking Davian Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is a definite possibility. Yeah. Um, you have. I have uh, Kuminga going to the Warriors, which I mean. I guess, like, thinking about it, if Ubre decides to leave, or well, not decides to leave, but if they trade him, that's a good fill. I think that's a very good fill. I, I like Kuminga there a lot. And, it's and just I think in they my mock keep draft, Wiggins. he's just not there. And and they'll keep Wiggins, and they can honestly play off of each other pretty decently. Because Wiggins didn't, wasn't right. awful. He actually had a pretty decent season. But he always has a decent season, but it was more decent than the past decent ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... He's been mid, but this time he's just like mid plus. Yeah, like he kind of yeah, basically that. Um, okay. And then next, um, I, the Magic. I actually have um, Alperin Sengun, the center from Turkey. You're um, high on him, Will. Yeah, I guess he's supposed to be like disgusting. I, I heard I that as well. I, and I'm not going to lie. The have, only reason I didn't have him in, in the top 14 is because I didn't really want to pronounce his name. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I just was like, I heard that he was nasty and he was a center and the magic need a center as well as everything else, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they need everything. And mainly because he's disgusting and from Turkey. So, like, like I feel like not? after, like, every, like, non like u.s pick or college pick i feel like everyone's just like let's take the chance let's yeah it's like the christophs porzingis or like the yeah well so i mean the 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 europeans uh, the foreigners in general the non-americans have been bugging yeah so like i i, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's like it's honestly like you can either, it's a like, good it's a good chance to take um it's a good i bet. have I have James Booknight to uh, run the backcourt with our boy um, mm-hmm. Cole Anthony. Because I, I, I just think that would be move. fun. I think that Booknight would be cool. and Cole Anthony would be sick. That would be sick. Um, at number nine, 
Um, I've got Moses Moody. I'm mm. high on Moses Moody. He's, um, he's a shooting guard out of Arkansas. He's 19 years old. He's, I would say, primarily a 3 and D, which, I mean, every shooting guard in small forward is. Um, he's long-armed. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. And overall, just like such a good streaky jumper. I think that's like a great pick. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm looking at this, I like wasn't thinking at the time. I've like totally forgot that um that Buddy Healed was in trade talks. Uh-huh. I'm gonna flip my picks. So there's been a trade. <laughs> there's been a trade. So I'm gonna have the same pick as you with Moses Moody going to the Kings, just because I okay. he's probably gonna get traded. Okay. Yep. Um we're gonna have the same pick for nine and eleven. Eleven and ten. Because we both have Keon Johnson um, yep. going to the Grizzlies now. It's now the Grizzlies, um, which I mean was actually kind of interesting because I want to say ESPN had him at sixteen. I actually know that they had him at sixteen because I'm looking at it right now. Um, he went down actually within the past few days, but that's just because of the trade. That was made. I still think Keon Johnson at shooting guard would be a great pickup for the Grizzlies. I do too. I, I think I think that works perfectly for them. And like they're just a young team, so like it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice and fun. Um, number eleven, we both have now Franz Wagner, uh, mm-hmm. small forward, but could also play center out of Michigan. Uh, Mo Wagner's bro, um, and a lot of people are saying he's a lot better than him. I guess we'll find out. Uh, like, literally have zero. And he just fits in with the Hornets, I think. Yeah, I agree. He's just, like, fun. He can play everywhere, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the whole Hornets roster. Um, he'll be a good utility guy off the bench to start. I'm a big fan of him. Coming in at number 12, um, I have Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. which is – I think Josh Giddy can kind of go anywhere at this point. I think all of these players could really go anywhere. Yeah. He's a nice point guard, which I think the Spurs don't necessarily need, but a lot of their guards have been in trade talks. Yeah. That's so that's awesome. why I have them. I have him going here and then them making some moves. I, I have David Mitchell going here. I guess if he falls. Mm-hmm. Um, also for the same reasons. Because he's a guard. Yeah, I mean, he's like, a guard, just... a very good defensive guard for the Spurs, which – Mm-hmm. They love their defense. He can move the ball, all that. Um, at number 13, I have Trey Murphy from Virginia. I think that he'll definitely, in my opinion, I think he should be in the lottery. He's a six foot nine shooting guard that shot 43% from three. He's 21 years old, which is an issue for a lot of people, except for me. But I think that the Pacers could benefit very well from having a six nine sharpshooter on their team. I feel like they need shooting a lot, especially if their best player yeah. is not going to be a shooter. I agree. I, I think that's a good move. I, I have uh, Jalen Johnson going to the, mm-hmm. the Pacers. as Also, I was reading up as a possible point guard for them. Really? They're saying he could be a big guard, like Magic Johnson. Like, they're not comparing him, oh. but like that type of like that type yeah, of cause, guard because he kind of can. He's 6'9", yeah. Yeah. And he can definitely move very well. He he's the one that backed out from Duke, right? 
I believe so, yeah. He, like, halfway through the season, they were, like, really bad, so we just stopped playing, which yeah. raises eyebrows there. Um, and then to wrap up our uh, our lottery, the Warriors picking again. I have them going with Corey Kispert. If you don't know who that dude is, he's uh, just this year's version of the white dude from Gonzaga that's tall. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's exactly what I he have, is. It's literally what he is. And then I have uh, Chris Duarte. So I like Chris Duarte, and I think he could go anywhere from fifteen or from thirteen to like seventeen. But I have um, the Warriors already taking a shooting guard and Davion Mitchell, Mm -hmm. so that's like the only reason I really didn't have him at fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's gonna do it for our mock draft. I feel like that was a nice little way of winding down um, after a stacked, packed, and exciting episode here on inside the five uh will you got anything else before i take us home um i think that's it all right cool well hope you guys enjoyed as always have a good rest of your week watch some badminton on the olympics um shout out to our queen simone biles uh this may be the end of your career but you're a legend so yeah shout out her shout out team usa shout out the uh, Russian Olympic Committee and peace. Peace. Your block like I want that. Oh yeah, butter. How many points have you scored in the last few weeks? Meji, Mary, Mefa on the ball. Twenty-two on my back like Kaka. Bro scores like Laka. Shoot and they scatter. Watch the man jump up. Bop, 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 bop. It's okay, juicy little more dancer. Fuse, fuse.